You're listening to Dead Dad's Club. Hi, welcome to Dead Dad's Club. Hello. I'm Lindsay Adams. Uh, I'm Renee Gautier. We've been gone for a little bit. Yeah. But don't worry. The dads have been dying. Yeah. We've got a fresh crop of dead dads for you. (laughs) We're now, uh, uh, per Lindsay's request, we're going to be calling uh, seasons now. Yeah. It's going to be seasons um, because it's weird, but we've really like developed lives outside of this podcast, which is crazy, I know. And it's not a service to you because we have so many fans um <laughs> my brother's listening right now don't discredit his fandom yeah my mom for sure was like are you still doing that and i was like mom don't well, ask me questions. when your brother asks you when you have a new episode coming out you're like well that feels good and bad right totally <laughs> totally because you've noticed we were just assuming nobody noticed yeah no exactly um so this is technically season three because we Went on hiatus before. Yes. And then we just went on hiatus. You went to Thailand, right? I did. I went to Thailand and it changed my life completely. I do look different. I I touched elephants. Like it was, I experienced culture for the first time in my white woman life. And honestly, like I swim in the ocean and... It'll, I'll never be the same, okay. you know, I'll never be the same, but I, I'll settle for this life, you know? So, but I, yeah, thank you so much. It was life changing. Oh, it was really it sounds just like it was <laughs> so sheltered. Uh, I was, a <laughs> I bowed right out the gate. Uh, disappointing, disappointed in myself in that you sense. You bowed? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I panicked. I wanted to be, uh. I, I did like the millennial thing where I wanted to like ingrain myself in the culture and like be one of the regulars. Uh, and yeah, and I failed immediately and was like, oh, hi, thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> what you don't know is she just did the most racist Asian hello bow with half a hand. It's so, so embarrassing. And I would just turn away as soon as I did it. But they were basically just like, if you're buying stuff, we'll tolerate your racism. Oh, Yeah. So I did a similar thing culturally. I went to Harlem, New York. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've been working like crazy. Yeah, I worked on Showtime at the Apollo. Uh, They're rebooting it. And I got a phone call if I wanted to be the writer for the Sandman character. And I don't know if you know who the Sandman is, but he doesn't fucking talk. So when you get called as a comedian to write for someone who's silent, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I will say this. I used to be a dancer, so we fit in perfectly because the Sandman comes out and he's an amazing dancer. Nice. And I got to come up with like ridiculous props and shit. Oh, good. So that was for a week. I was in Harlem. A lot of culture. Yeah. I ate a lot of fried chicken because I was told to. Nice. And I loved it. Perfect. Every moment of it. Perfect. Um, But... We got we got a really good show. I'm actually very excited. Uh, who's on the show is John Huck. You can talk whenever you want, John Hi. Huck. Comedian John oh, Huck. John. Hey, guys, you guys, I'm just taking in all your culture. Yes. I'm getting <laughs> cultured through culture. you. <laughs> Touching elephants. I've never. That is. What a. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> uh, it was great. I they, think elephants, like, I, you know what? I, I prefer elephants over horses. Yeah. They feel like, do you, do you, have you ever, those natural bris- bristle brushes, mm-hmm. like the ones that you hold with your hand instead of like, there's a, right. no handle. That's what they're, that's what they feel like. They got that hairy kind of. 
they're it's like yeah very coarse hair and they're like their uh trunks are just like little like wet noses that like mm, get up in here bad i loved it but oh, also Lindsay, cool. john what you don't know is any animal that walks on the street Lindsay will get on all fours and go hello yeah. baby yeah no for sure <laughs> oh okay yeah. so was that what you're doing that with the elephants too or uh 100 <laughs> percent. i went swimming with them and they were definitely shitting in the water and i was, I was fine just with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen an elephant take a leak either. That is some. That is a lot of pee comes out of that. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen someone try to catch elephant poop as it comes out of their butt. Why? But why? Why? Why would they no, try I'm to catch it? Oh, to throw it. No, the, the guys that were like working there were like, oh, "We gotta get out of here." I don't know why it keeps making that noise. It's insane. Well, don't it's my it. chair. What do you think I won't, it is? I won't lean back. You can lean back. But we're happy to have you here. Oh, thanks for yes. having me. Yeah, this is, and this you is know, as, as much as we're sorry that your father's gone, uh, there's a weird, and I've talked about this before, I get, we both get very excited when someone's like, oh, did you know this? This comic's dad's dead. And yeah. you're like, for how long? Yeah. Because you don't want it coming in too fresh. Oh, right, right, right. So, it so does that, that's a key then? You were like, you, you did the research and you're like, okay, 2009. That's a long time. That's a good amount of time. Like, yeah. there's some people who've lost a parent pretty freshly, and you're just like, and even though they think they want to do the show, you're like, you're not ready to do the show, Ooh. so we'll just wait. Have you had uh, some breakdowns? Um, Two cries. Yeah. We've had some, definitely some moments where it's been like, what? Like, the, the facial expression is like, why didn't I think this was going to yeah, happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'll always people are like, wow, that was like actually very therapeutic. It's genuine. Yeah. And yeah. people think this is like a morbid show, but it really isn't. It's no, just I mean, like. It, you're just disgusting. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I don't know what, what we're going to talk about yet, but it could get morbid, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's morbid in the sense that someone, essentially someone's dead. Yes. Yeah, it never feels like an appropriate time. I feel like everybody who's gone through like a death like that w secretly wants to talk about it in some way, and there never feels like an appropriate time to like break it out at a party. You know, so yeah, I've tried. kind of a kind of a downer. Insane. You've tried. I've tried for sure. I like to just go. My dad's dead. So people get awkward. It yeah. makes me laugh. Uh, okay. I considered today's Father's Day, by the way. Yes. We're recording oh, yeah. Yeah. on Father's Day. I'm so. wearing uh, my dad's shirt. Are you? Oh, yeah. that's oh, so that's nice. That's really sweet. Yeah. That's great. Um, I didn't know John Huck was going to bring that. Yeah. How nice. How sentimental. That's that's like a great. I love that. Um, yeah. No, somebody I considered. I mean, I considered going to a restaurant today with just like a. Uh, box across the table that said dad and just being like a table for two please and just like sitting there and <laughs> seeing funny. if I could get free food that do you just amazing. do you actually have your dad's ashes or do you oh no oh, okay. uh, they well, they were sent <clears throat> what we got him cremated and they leaked through the mail so like they're all over we don't they know wow he, he really went on a little journey there at the end huh yeah which is fine we also like sent it out on a lake uh, and like lit it on fire and oh, did like a Viking, Viking funeral. Yeah, yeah, we did a Viking thing with him. So that's know. nice. Huh. So I don't know anything about your father's yeah. passing. So usually, what we just ask people is, can you just tell us the day? Yeah. Up from when you woke up, like what was the day like, and when your father passed away? Uh, it was January. Um, I want to say the third. 2009 so it was you know new years had happened a couple days before there was still like i'm sure i was still you know hung over and either still drinking or whatever but i had gone i i lived right in, um, near runyon canyon uh la brea and franklin so i i had gone out or whatever and i came home and i went to sleep and i woke up to a phone call from my mom you know which wasn't super abnormal you know it wasn't like really crazy early or whatever like she waited enough time but she, 
uh, I answered the phone. I was like, hey, how you doing? And she was me like, well, your your dad passed away. And I was like, oh, like it was almost she waited to make the call and then she didn't wait. She didn't leave any time. <laughs> you know what I mean? She just gave me the news. And I was like, uh, and then like, I think the second thing out of her mouth, which is funny to me when I look back on, she goes, if you fly home, you can have his car and you can drive it back. Cause I didn't have a car at the time. My car had <laughs> oh my just broken God. down. And I was like, I go, what? Well, we can talk about that later. Like, that's not, I mean, how are you? What are you doing? And, and she had, you know, he had, uh, he had passed away in his favorite chair. Basically he, uh, woke up with some heartburn at like early early morning and then went out to watch tv and that she found him in the chair uh, oh my god so this was sudden yeah 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 it wasn't it wasn't i mean he was 72 but it wasn't like expected you know he wasn't sick right right and and it, kind of an interesting thing that i that always strikes me is that my mom they went out to dinner uh they went out to dinner at uh a f- you, yeah you can tell me I'll, I'll, oh, okay yeah, just i asked him to pull the mic a little <laughs> bit away from his face I, 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 it's an industry term called eating the mic i tend to do that tight, uh, tight. <laughs> um anyway way to take me out of my story i know i'm so uh, sorry i'm just kidding it's i'm just, just kidding the night before my parents had gone they go to a fish fry every friday or used to go to a fish fry every friday uh at this it's golf course that I used to wash dishes at when I was 16. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Warrenville, Illinois, which is uh, southwest suburbs of Chicago next yeah. to a town called Wheaton, which is where I went to high school and where the f- restaurant I'm talking about is. I went to the same high school as John Belushi. Ooh. And Jim you know, Belushi. my school, wa- we we played Wheaton. Yeah? Yeah. I went to Elmwood Park High School. Okay. Yeah. There's a Wheaton North and a Wheaton Central. Or Back when I was there, it was a Wheaton Central then became Wheaton South. You don't know. I have yeah. no idea. You, you weren't on the football team. I was. I was, a, I was just a cheerleader. <laughs> oh yeah, cheerleaders don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, How dare you? No, we're no. got two former cheerleaders at the table. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Obvi- I don't know anything. About Obviously, I'm kidding. But so they were out at a, that's this fish fry, and they were having like at the end of the meal, you know, my my mom, they were getting ready to go, but then my dad just started talking, which is kind of not. I mean, that's a little bit rare, but he like talked for a long time and he kind of just like talked about his entire life, like with my mom and like things he kind of maybe like some regrets and then some stuff about me and my brother and just like how, you know, how great everything was. And then at the end of it all, he goes, Jesus, we get out of here. It sounds like I'm going to die. And then literally they left to go get some, you know, go, go home. And then that was the, that night, the next Whoa. day. You know? That is insane. Yeah. So it's crazy. Also, he went. He went to a doctor for the first time in like a real long time. And my mom was like, like, because he was retired and my mom was still working part time. So my mom would come home one day a couple weeks before that happened. He's like, not a couple weeks. I guess it was like six months, but it was like, oh, what'd you do today? He's like, I went to the doctor. I was like, you what? Like she was like, what did you do? Like, what did the doctor say? Why were you with the doctor? Like, it was just yeah. confusing because it had never even come up before. And he's like, oh yeah, everything's great. So we, I, I don't know what is going. On. You know, do you I, think I that know. maybe he like <clears throat> felt like something weird off in his body? Like, what prompted him to go to the doctor? Honestly, I'll I'll never know. I I don't know. They didn't do any kind of like. They just said, well, it was probably a heart attack, and then that's what they they left it at that. So, I honestly would have loved to have known a specific cause of death, sure. if only to know that like. Just so you know, John, when you turn 65, you might want to get this valve checked out because right, this yeah. is the thing that malfunctioned, you know. At the same time, as much abuse as I've given my body, I still think just knowing what we know now about health and, and, and you know, nutrition and, you know, my dad lived at a time when smoking was a thing that everybody, they did it in hospitals, you right. know what I mean? And then he was 
it's so anti-smoking. Like he quit smoking long before we were born, um, but he was always anti-smoking, you know. And my mom had smoked, but like they, just you know, jogging. He tried jogging for one in the seventies. Oh. Got shin splints. That was over immediately. You know, it's like I'm done. Yeah, it's like people didn't go to gyms back then. There wasn't like somebody going, oh, you know, you should have more kale. It was just like right. you put kale on someone's plate in the between the 1950 and 1983, and they'd go get. This garbage off my. No right. one would like, eat it unless it's like broccoli, parsley, yeah. florette, yeah, or whatever the fuck it's if called. It's trim or whatever you call it on the plate. Trim, trim probably not what you call it, huh? <laughs> yeah, let me get, let me get a little trim. trim, guys. You trimming that plate up? Trim it up. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, what do you call it? Garnish. A garnish. garnish. That's what. That's like a trim, right? It's kind of. Yeah. It frames the food a little bit. So I have a few questions. Yeah. Do you, looking back after you like saying that he went to the doctor and then him like having this like long come to Jesus about his, yeah, life, his life with yeah. your mom and about the kids. Like, do you kind of think there was something inside him? He probably couldn't say it that he knew, but he could feel I, I, I mean, something. I, I, obviously I don't, I won't, I don't know for sure, but in my head, I feel like we are all going to come to a point where we're like, okay, something is off. This yeah. is probably it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we're all going to have that, like, I've had that multiple times already. I was just going to say, <laughs> I literally went and got an EKG the other day because I laid down and I was like, I can't, my heart won't. And like, I put my, grab my wife's hand. I'm like, what is going on? She's like, I don't know. Like, we're Googling it. And I'm like, I'm going to go get checked out. It's like a panic attack. Yeah. Well, it was also like I had, I was hung over and then I had just taken like vitamins and like this, a bunch of weird yeah. stuff. Oh, but like, it might that's have gotten, bad. It might have like gone down in your esophagus dry. Did you have a chest pain? Yeah, but my, my heart was like, it was yeah. like three beats and then no beats and the then two beats probably, and then no beats and yeah. then five beats and no beats. I was like, what is happening? I had, I, and I don't know if I talked about this ever, but like last summer around this time, I started having, which I've never had in my life, because I'm not a big drinker. My dad died of a heart attack uh, and he was a drinker and a smoker. And I think that subconsciously my body was informed like not to do, like no Smart. desire to. Yeah. Like, and I don't drink very much. Um, but I remember one night having heart palpitations thinking like, oh my God, I never in my life thought I was having a panic attack, but I didn't know what it was. I was yeah. like, I could die in my sleep and my sister will have to find me. Yeah. And I've never thought that ever in my life. Like I woke up and the room was spinning. I was like, what the fuck? And I went to the doctor and he's like, you seem good. You just might have a little bit of vertigo. Mm. And uh, I was like, wow. Okay. But I, thought I was dying. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the craziest feeling. It's, it is. It, 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 I, f I feel like I'm, I'm years older than both of you, but um, in the in the past like five years, it's been something that like, it, I don't know, I don't know if this is everybody, but I feel like I'm, I've come to terms with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. eventually it is going to happen where sure. it's either going to be, you know, uh, something real quick and everyone's going to go, holy shit, that was unexpected or it's going to be, well, you know, well, he's 95. What do you want? Like, it's, you know, yeah. it, who knows? But eventually it's going to happen. And, and I think what you can't you can't really dwell or focus on it too much. You know, I know. So it's best to, even if he got yeah. news that was like, you know, hey, you know, you might you, know, you have this or you don't have long to live or whatever. It's like, OK, what do you do, do now? You know what I mean, what's he going to yeah. do? Call me and go, by the way, I was told I'm dying. Like he, he was yeah. never the kind of person like. 
if if he worried even half as much as I worried, he that's it probably drove him insane for a good chunk of his life. How much he was just worried about everything, like having two kids and having a job you don't really like, and then like dealing with not that he didn't like this job, but dealing with people he might not have liked and having to go to the city and all this stuff just builds up, and you don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. See, like my thing is like my, I have such a deep history of cancer in my family, oh. so like I get those. I had a like a muscle injury on my back. Not really an injury. It's just like a weird thing. And so I was getting, it was manifesting as chest pains. Mm. It was directly like behind my, and I was convinced I had a tumor. I like made the doctor get like a chest x-ray. Like I was and, but, so But if convinced. it's running in your family like that, that's why would the, a doctor should be like, yeah, okay, let's. Totally. But I think he like knew it was muscular and I was freaking out and was like, I mean, he was like, there's no reason why a tumor would just like pop up in your lung. If anything, it would be in your breast and it's not. I, so. almost, I almost said, well, so what's this guy? A specialist on tumors now? But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what he would be as a oh, doctor. Oh, would you go to school for this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For a long time, so buddy. totally. I was like, ah. So that's like my constant thing. I My thing that like when I. Everything think, is cancer. Well, every, yeah. I'm like, there's for sure a tumor growing inside of me that I have no idea about. Yeah. And I'm just going to, you know, you just got to like deal with that. Yeah. And I had cancer when I was 19. You did? I had, yeah, I had testicular cancer when I was 19. So, like, I, I, that was the first time, because I walked out of that doctor's office, and he was like, um, well, the bad news is it's cancer, you know, and the good news is if we go in there and we snip out that testicle, we don't have to probably do any do you surgery. you have one testicle? Oh, yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm, my I'm God. One. John Huck, you my, got a uni? I my dad's My know. dad's best friend, my next-door neighbor, uh, Paul Schatz is his name. Oh, Shout no. out to Paul Schatz. <laughs> yeah. um, this guy, he's he he uh, he also only had one testicle because something happened when he was born or something. So, but uh, he when when that happened to me and after I had my surgery, he came over and he's like, "Hey, heart, together we're a pair of nuts." All right, and I was like, <laughs> oh, "All right, all right." And like everyone, we kind of were able to laugh at it. But that was the first time, like walking out of that doctor's office. My mom was like, "Are you okay?" I go, "No, I'm not okay. I'm gonna die." And she yeah. was like. You're not going to die. Like the doctor just said, there's like a 98% curability rate. We're going to do the surgery and like. Let me ask you a question because I don't think I've known of people who have had testicular cancer. Lots of people. Sean Green had it's it. It's crazy. Like, yeah, a lot of people but like, it. what is your thought process when, as a man, not that you should have this thought, but like, I, like as a woman, if the doctor was like, we have to take a breast from you. I think that that would be really hard to have to like go in and pull the trigger on. I think yeah. it's harder for women, to be honest with you, because and this was something that a friend of mine said, which I thought was very interesting. Um, we knew a girl who had uh, breast implants like before I moved out to California and people were giving her a hard time about it. Like, oh, this fucking skank wants to get. And you're like and I was like, well, I, I, who cares? It's her body. It's her thing. Like, let her yeah. do what it, like it's just money. I, I, who cares? Like, I could never understand why. I'm, and my buddy just goes. I don't know what you're, what everyone's so angry about, dude. If dudes' dicks grew out of the middle of their forehead, we would be getting surgery on them all the time to make them longer, to make them str- like. But it's in my pants. You can't really see it. Yeah. Um, it allows me to sit like this much easier. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I can do that without dealing with two of them in there. You know, um, it's it, it. The decision for me was they're like we take it, and I was still uh, I was still a virgin. At the time, so oh, yeah. I was, we're getting I, so much information. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I don't. They're a team. I'm never gonna ask. Yeah, you never. How am I gonna like? Women are gonna think I'm a freak, you know? I, and, yes. And then, no, but yes. But right. That yeah. was, Probably a relief. That's one less ball to deal with. Well, yeah, that's exactly. exactly what everyone has said. Is like, yeah, no, it's great. It's fine. And I, one girl was like, hey, what, you just got one, huh? And I go, 
Yeah, like I was worried like yeah. this was going to be some sort of a de- she was like oh cool and I was like <laughs> all right like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on display over here like I was it was fine you sounds know? like you're a bit of a whore oh yeah. <laughs> I just had three incidences where women were like oh and one of them was like three incidents you're like I've only slept with three people. you got the ball removed and it three like really months. set you on a path to fucking well it did and also I had to do four months of chemo and that was then they okay then people were like oh we feel bad for you and then they <laughs> yeah. all wanted to have sex but with you but when I went back to college mercy fucks everyone was like dude we thought you were gonna die because they oh. had never met anyone who had had chemo. Yeah. you know what I mean when you're 19 you don't know especially back then I feel like now Everybody knows somebody. I don't care how old you are that has had cancer or that has dealt with it yeah. in some way or another. We're back, like back then, I didn't like my testicle got huge. I went to this dorm room where I was hanging out, and I told my buddy, "I go, my testicle is huge." We all just started laughing. I got <laughs> nicknames, calling me Beach Ball, like it was a joke. And then, Jeez. and this one girl just goes, "What are you guys laughing at?" And I go, "Oh, my testicle is huge." And this was like three days later, and we're still making fun of it. And she goes. Um, you should have that looked at. A friend of mine had that, and he had cancer. And w- the room gets really quiet, <laughs> and we all just start laughing again. I'm like, cancer? You don't get cancer when you're 19 because oh you're that fucking stupid that you don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as soon as like, and the doctors up where I went to going to school didn't know what it was. They gave me, they gave me the, they gave me the same advice that my friends in the dorm gave me. They were like, don't ride your bike. Don't wear boxer shorts. Wear tidy whiteies. Soak your balls in don't hot water twice a day. Don't show that to anybody. Don't show that to anybody. Put it back in your pants. Hilarious. Get out of here. Um, sir, this is the waiting room. Um, yeah, and then you I went it, home. You have an, an enormous testicle. <laughs> Put your ball away. Yeah, Handle it. And I went home for Christmas to my mom. I told my mom what was going on. She was like, you're going to a real doctor. And the doctor was like, oh, yeah, you have cancer. It was like an immediate. I was oh like, yeah. God. He was like, he held them and he goes, oh, yeah, you have cancer. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Like just such a, a natural thing. Because you're also from such a Chicago Midwestern like area that mm-hmm. it cracks me up. They probably like, yeah, John, <laughs> you got cancer. I'm going to call my nurse Kathy in here. She's going to come on in. Linda, Kath, get in here. Is Barb over there? Get Barb. Bring Barb Look in. Look at this nut. <laughs> Go Cubs. It's a, teaching, it's a teaching hospital. We need everyone to see it. God, what a nightmare. Teaching, ho- like just surprise, bring a teaching hospital on I you. I watch enough right. Grey's Anatomy that I really embrace Guys, Scrubs it. was a teaching hospital. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. Look at all the comedy that happened there. Hi. Well, it's not very interesting to have a TV show set in not a teaching hospital because right. you can't no one, fit enough get, characters. Get out of here. It's one surgeon and a person handing him a scalp. Nobody can fail. Exactly. The show is boring. Yeah, yeah, why is everyone surviving? Totally. Not one intern killed anybody. Exactly. Um, okay, so real quick going back. So so you had kind of had a brush when you were 19. Like, your family had a little bit of a... I'm sure everyone was a little scared. I, I, you know, I it was it's so weird. You don't know what, how people are going to react. And I like I thought my friends were going to be all weirded out by it. But they were all awesome, you know. And my parents were cool. Like, my dad ended up giving me... Uh, all his miles that he had so I could fly out to Seattle to see a bunch of dead shows like 94 or whatever you know what I mean oh, so yeah, he like dead fan. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah I mean everyone my mom was cool like I tried to go back to college and have outpatient chemo up there and she's like oh yeah you're gonna go back to the hospital that couldn't diagnose you are you out of your mind yeah. and I was like you yeah, guys a good call yeah. yeah so I stayed in Illinois for that semester but uh, and then when I went back like I said 19 years old people were like oh my god we thought you were gonna die where did you go to school uh, a town called Ashland Wisconsin a town called Ashland in Wisconsin uh, the school is called Northland College mm, it's uh, one of the number one envir- environmental liberal arts colleges 
in the country. Amazing. It was not number one when I was going there. But it is now is number one. Because of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The only idiot there with like an English degree. Like everyone else has like outdoor ed. They're climbing mountains and leading trips into Alaska. And I'm like, My I can read huge. a book. <laughs> My ball's huge. You pass <laughs> the book. There he is. Um, so, but regardless how your parents are acting, you know, I'm sure there was a little fear in there. And so like, but, so... You guys had, I'm sure your parents were more worried about you and your brother than they were worried about their own immortality. Yeah, I do. I I think that happens, though, as a parent. You become, uh, like, you you know, I assume that even if it wasn't said or shown every day that my dad would have stood in front of a bullet for me because I just, you know, that was just the kind of, you know, like, yeah, that's what you do when you have a kid. Like, you... That's like the contract. It's like, yeah, I brought you here, so I'm going to protect you to make sure nothing happens to you as best I can. Right. And if that means I have to go out, then fine. At the same time, if that's the case, and he's like, oh, this is a malfunctioning whatever the doctor just told me I had, maybe I should tell my oldest son that he shouldn't drink 18 Miller Lights a night or whatever it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, but he clearly didn't know anything. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. Is that I think they just kind of said, you know, you know, if they gave him any bad news, he didn't share it. Right. So we had no, it was unexpected in the sense that he was, seemed like a healthy guy. He had lost weight. You know what I mean? But like, even his friend was like, oh, I thought he was getting sick because he was getting so skinny. I'm like, no, honestly, he stopped drinking beers, mm. started just kind of having like a glass of wine. Right. And then trying not to eat garbage all day while he sits at home. So it was like, as long as he's just having like, and he's not, he's like me, he's a lazy eater. So like, I'll have a couple crackers with some cheese and that's it. So he just loses, he lost weight that way. And, you know, uh, you know, I don't, we, again, no one really knows. Did you spend the holidays with your family? Uh, I did, I didn't, I was not home for that Christmas, but the October, is that 2009? I want to say the oct. I want to say that right, like shortly before that, they were my parents came out to visit. They stayed in San Diego, and I was shooting a commercial, and it was keeping me from being able to see them. My brother was living out in LA at the time too, so he was driving down to San Diego. Uh, to hang out with them for the day, but then there was like these wildfires that took over where we were kind of where we were shooting, so they couldn't shoot the next day. They had to push it a day, so it was supposed to be a two-day shoot. So we shot one day and then had this day in between, and I was like, with that day in between, I'm like, I'm going to go with my brother down to San Diego. That's awesome. So we got to go down and hang out, and like, um, there's a couple pictures. It's weird photos because like I was clean shaven for the commercial, which is just a, a weird look. And my, even my mom saw it, and she, her first thing was like, "You're gonna grow the beard back, right?" Like I was like, <laughs> "Thank you. Even you don't want to look at my face. That's great." But but we had a good time. I remember like my dad was like, he had been sitting out on the patio or the the kind of balcony of the his hotel room, and there was like you know San Diego. If you're right on the boardwalk there, there's just wackadoos, and you know it's like kind of like a Venice feel. And he's like, I've been watching this guy play horseshoes by himself, and like he's watching like two guys have been there the whole day. And he's just like always kind of like people watched and always right. had something to say about what was going on, and was just like, look at these fucking clowns, you know. So it was just nice. <laughs> we got to hang out, and I think that was the last time that that me or my brother got to hang with him. So, oh, shit. and I do think that was the October before. 
And you guys just opted to stay here for Christmas? Yeah, there wasn't. I think we'd gone back. Maybe I'd gone back for Thanksgiving. It was like, yeah. I, I usually try to do one or the other, either Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or Christmas. And then I was going back. I like the 4th of July sometimes in Chicago. Yeah. It's 4th um, of July in Chicago is great. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, I come from a town, though, after a couple times back in a row, you're like, okay, I can t- take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I also love being like, I like going venice and like I, you know yeah. I like Nate craig's party is awesome it's oh like, my god it's one of the few parties that i'm like we should try, I'll try to get to that party you know what I, mean? Every, I think yeah. everybody at that point so i'm curious tell us a little bit more background about your family in general so like, like any info like what your dad and mom's relationship was like you said you have a younger brother yeah i have a brother who's two years younger than me uh he's turning he's turning 40 this year um my dad's birthday is actually july 19th is oh, it? Uh, wow. and okay. my brother's is july 12th so your dad's a cancer. Uh, okay, cool. Um, oh, sign-wise? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess. An interesting thing about, this is an interesting background on my family. The day I was born, uh, my dad's dad died. Oh. I feel like I've, you've told me that. I this. probably yeah. have. And then the day my brother, well, the day my parents were married, my mom's dad died. The day I was born, my dad's dad died. And the day my brother was born, my neighbor's dad died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you when my brother, my brother has a kid, when his kid was being born, I'm like, am I the one that's going to die? Like, yes. I literally had that thought. Like, when a huck is born, one has to leave because they can't have too many too hucks. Many hucks. <laughs> it's not a good look for the world. Yeah. It's too like, many hucks in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too so, many hucks. So that was weird. But, like, my dad grew up in Chicago on the south side. Um, his dad was kind of, uh, you know, he drove a bus. He was a, you know, a boxer. He did a meat packer. He did a bunch of different things that people back then kind of did you Factory know it's just, yeah just just manly work and whatever and and my dad kind of grew up like science my he's got he had one he has one sister uh, my aunt barbara who was relentless like when we'd go over there she would just when we were kids we'd visit and she would just be like yeah your dad used to keep specimens he was always like into science she <laughs> kept jars of weird shit under his bed you know nice. and then my dad would be like well whatever you almost burned the fucking house down playing with matches and he would get mad that she was <laughs> and i'm like oh my god at least you guys aren't brother and sister that's crazy <laughs> um but so there's one sister on his side and um that we've we've they've got it really, we there is really a cast of characters on that side of the family. Like the the amount of craziness that that like he had a cousin who started an orphanage and he was a Catholic priest. He started an orphanage in Thailand. He used to come back to the United States. He would call my my dad and be like, "Pick me up at O'Hare. Uh, if you're if you don't come with a fifth of Southern Comfort and a dozen White Castle, I don't want to see you." He would get <laughs> oh, in the car, start pounding down White Castle, drinking booze and smoking cigars. And I'm like a kid, like what? Is this man's problem? Nice. <laughs> it was insane. And then we had a he. Just, there's a, there's a, there's so many like goofy stories that I you know I couldn't even go into because it would sound cruel. Like we're like we're right. animals, but we're, right. <laughs> we're not. And some of it's just so funny to us. But so my dad, he could always like it was always funny. Like uh, relatives, all that stuff. He could always tell a story, even when he was recalling his childhood. All his his group of weirdo friends that he would talk about it. A lot reminded, always reminded me a lot. Like that's why I, I really liked Bill Cosby at an early age, because he would talk about like Fat Albert and all his buddies. Yeah, that was exactly how my dad would, would reference his friends and like Donnie Solupski. It was like this Polish kid who would wipe his nose on his jacket and like nice. all this stuff. And like he was, even though you'd heard the story a thousand times, you would just sit there and listen and laugh and laugh and laugh. It was my dad funny. was very similar as he was Midwest. very funny. He was actually uh, yeah, he was from Chicago, but. Well, he was born in Montreal, 
and then he was in Chicago. That's for like a, a long that's time. like also that's like upper Midwest. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're Canadian and then you live in the Midwest. You're just the Canadian same, Midwestern. Same, same. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I think his dad, who he never uh, was in touch with after the age of fourteen, was a bus driver in Chicago. But he would tell a story, and you know, you heard the story. But when it was the fresh people hearing the yes, story, it was, was so good. And that was the other thing is like when other people would be there, then then you could watch other people's reaction to the story. And that is literally my first kind of uh, you know knowledge and like watching one person who didn't, wasn't trained. He was working he, material. He, he, just, didn't he, even he, he wasn't, wasn't yeah. trained. He wasn't, as if know, he, what if he was though? Well, he was like, I've been taking stand-up classes. Do you think my storytelling is great? Like, right. that, I can't. I'm not a stand-up. I'm a storyteller. I, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a one-man show here, people. Like, okay, okay. But you're right because people. My aunt, who also passed away, was my my dad's sister. Um, this is the this is the dead tell, dad's podcast. Let's stay on track. Huh? I'm so <laughs> My dad. My dad. How dare you? My dad. Um, they used to tell the same stories over and over. And now you look back and you go, I mean, we do the same. Oh, thing. yeah. You can't help it. It's constant. You get together yeah. and it's always like, everyone, Renee, pooped your pants. What you? And then everyone <laughs>, laughs at how you pooped your pants. And, and it, it never becomes like, I mean, I guess sometimes if you're the one who, it's yeah. always like, yeah, you Renee, you're like, yeah, I guess I shit my pants. Yeah, uh, Renee, tell that story. Every Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mooned my cousin's kids. I, got, I was like blacked out one Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And I like, one kid like, pull her pants down and was doing something and I go and I pull my pants down and I run through the room so they will never forget that that's the, the best they are, my cousin's like dude they think you're insane, you <laughs> my insane. Like, I'm like good like yeah. that's yeah. so that's like I be like oh, no 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 and then it'll be like oh my second cousin whoever like this guy's a weirdo like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my mom is like the worst when it comes to those stories and I like I'll, I, it sends me to a point of insanity with her just because she will tell, she'll start to tell the story that like has forever. And I go, oh yeah, I remember this. Uh, I, that's right. You told me that. And she like just ignores. Keeps going with yep, the story. Keeps fucking going. And I go, okay, I know. Yeah, I, Cause yeah, I've heard I it there. before. Yeah, I, know, I remember. Yeah. And li- sh- nothing will stop her. And when she's done, I go, do you feel better? You got that out? Do you feel good? And she's like, just let her tell. The no, story. because I can't hear it again. Cause I can't. Cause she tells it in the same enthusiasm. She goes, and you know what I mean with this? Do you know, have you ever heard of this thing that happened? And I was like, mom, shut the fuck up. That's a performer though, right there. I mean, that's someone who has to tell the same story over and over and act like it's fresh every time, like going on stage night after night. That should be inspired. I literally want to throw her under a bus. Um, Okay, so real quick, if it's okay, I want to go back to the day. So your mom calls you. Yeah. Um, Were you living with your brother at the time? No, no. He had an apartment on Romaine, which was a complete and total shitbox. Oh, on Romaine? um, Weird. uh, Yeah. Um, And then I was living, we lived like a couple miles apart. But so she's called me and then I think she called Jeff and then I called Jeff. Yeah. And I was like, she was, she'd already, she'd given me her credit card number and we were booking flights for that day. Um, so I was already on the phone booking airlines and she talking about, and then she talked to my brother and then I talked to my brother and then we needed a ride to the airport. And it was like impossible to find a ride to the airport. I was like, God damn it. So we finally found my friend Ryan Colston. Uh, shout out up. to Ryan Colston. Yes, he comes yeah, up big up. a lot. If it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't have met my wife. But yeah, um, were you married at that time? No. Was he married at that time? Is he married? My brother? Yeah. No. Yes, he is married now. now. No, he was not married. So at that you guys, time. okay, you he were free agents. Even, he had not. Mm, maybe he had met his wife, but 
Yeah, not committed. Not yeah, like drive was, to the airport. No, in an emergency. no, no, no. And she might have been working. I can't. No, you know what? He wasn't. He hadn't started dating her yet. Okay. Because this was. Yeah, they met on Jersey Shore. How do you do? Shut the so fuck up. The TV show? Yeah. Thank you. Whoa. Jealous as fuck over here. Okay. Is uh, he married to one of the Jersey Shore? No, 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 no. He's oh, getting married. No, right, no, well. no. Yeah. My brother's the situation. Jeff, the situation. Oh, <laughs> I would Jeff. die. God. Did you guys watch Kimmy Schmidt? No. Sometimes. Oh, oh. There's a funny thing where this guy's like, Jeff isn't oh, even a yeah. name. You don't need to finish <laughs> that story. <laughs> Tell Jorf whatever <laughs> You don't need it. You're like, I don't watch it. Don't tell that story. Yeah, could you just stop when we So said have no. you seen this? Have you seen it? Uh, anyway, I'm so bored. The day, the day of, my friend Ryan Colson comes comes over and he's got some truck with no air conditioning and it's like warm out. It's January and LA is hot. Oops. Renee is a popular woman. Sorry, guys. That was just an alarm. Oh, oh, it's an alert. Um, anyway, so we went to the airport and then... I don't even remember the flight. I'm sure we got drunk. Um, so what did you do right after you hung up with your mom? Did you immediately, you're like, I got to call Jeff? Well, I, no, she was going to call him. She called him right away after me. And what then, did you do? And I like kind of just sat there for a second and then was like, okay, we got to figure out how to get, I got to start getting flights. You know, you what went I mean? into troubleshooting. Yeah, it was really, it, I didn't, it, it's one of those things. Like it doesn't necessarily, like you just start to become, a realist you're like yes people die this is what happens uh you get older there's nothing you could do about it okay so we have to what's the most important thing right now is supporting my mom and getting back home and making sure that she's not alone and in trying to come up with all these plans and figure everything out and and to her credit man my mom did it she just she started cleaning like almost immediately by the time that my dad had like we had a drawer full of swiss army knives like by the time the funeral was over everybody had a swiss army knife like get oh, this shit out of here like wow. she just started getting rid of everything but she was trying to purge it yeah but, but 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 to her in her defense like you know weeks after my father passed away there were still packages coming from you know being shipped that he had ordered online and she's like we don't know send it back this is stuff because he was a collector. He liked Laurel and Hardy movies and Three Stooges, so Aww. it was all this kind of like just collecting and old radio shows and that kind of thing. And I'm the exact same way: Grateful Dead tapes and movies and yeah. all that shit, you know. So um, yeah, so we were just we got back and I think we were there for a good because the, they didn't have the funeral for like a week, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, it was like probably a couple days after we got back that me, my brother, my mom, my, my aunt, my Aunt Barbara, and my Uncle Bill, who's her husband, all went to the funeral home to talk to the guy about the arrangements. And to, by the end of it, like, we were all laughing so hard. This guy, he was so confused. He was like, I've never – usually people don't aren't joke cracking. And, like, we were like, everything – he was like, now, if you want music. And I was like, yeah, we want the Super Bowl shuffle on a loop, you know? <laughs> And my uncle starts laughing, and like this guy's like, uh, I go, get the 45, get a record player, get the fucking thing. Here. Do what you got to do. It's my dad's dying <laughs> yeah. wish. We, and everything was just like, we we had a joke for every concern this guy had. And he was like, I, this is the most fun I've ever had at my job. And I was like, great. I, you know. And then, it, then when you set it all up, and you're at the funeral home, and then other people start showing up, and then they start getting emotional. That's when you're like, oh shit! Like this is real. This, it's not that it's just real. It's just like, oh, this affected so many more people than just like the four I've seen for the last yeah. couple of days. And yeah. like, everybody had, you know, of course they say really nice things, but it was, it was the funeral was a snow like a snowstorm, 
and so much snow. And when I got up to talk, I was like, just so we're clear, uh, if my dad were alive today, he'd be making fun of all of you for driving outside in this fucking weather. Nice. Like he would have never gone to that thing. He would have been like, what? Would not be at this Yeah, he, if this was for any one of you, he wouldn't be here because this <laughs> snow is insane and he wouldn't have gone out in it. Um, but like, you know, and everyone just had good memories and fun stories and I know we're, we've gotten off the day because the day that it happened I literally is a blur once I get home it was basically just like f- calling my friends who were like you know do you you know what do you want we want to go to the town tap and get shit faced you know what do you want so you know we did that we got we got drunk we had relatives come in and we partied and had fun and basically just you know talk shit about my dad and told stories and it's like in the end it's like really all you you know, nothing is going to be here for an eternity. Right, and, sure. And there's only, you know, and that's the kind of stuff like after someone passed away, you're like, oh, yeah, other people really like that story or were part of that or enjoyed him in a way that I didn't necessarily always know or think about. Did you go into any kind of like when you got back here, was there like a point where you were like, oh, you you could tell you were starting to mourn it for real? Um, I think my depression like he was he was excited that like i had moved out here you know because he'd always he'd come out here for business and he was he'd taken the universal tour and you know we always like as soon as we could get a vcr we were watching like movies and and monty Monty python just nonsense so this the the idea of hollywood and me trying to do anything out here he was he was pro he was for you know my parents were both very supportive um so when when i came back i kind of like looked around and i think i i think i got depressed thinking like I didn't make it. I didn't make anything of myself in time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but were, you were shooting commercials and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The commercials were big, and then he really enjoyed. Um, I would send stand-up tapes, videotapes home. That's awesome. And they would watch him. Like, I sent one home, and they, my brother's like, "Oh, I put it in on Thanksgiving." It was before he moved. I go, "What? Why did you do that?" He's like, "Oh man, it was funny." Oh, and I was like, awesome. "Good God!" And then, and 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 the last time my dad saw me do stand-up, I'm trying to think where it was, but he. He said, he's like, look, yeah, so much better. Your timing, everything is better. <laughs> everything is better now. And it was like, you know, it had been a year, but a bit, but in between, there's a lot of that goes on. And, you know, you just yeah. you do. You become, the more you do anything, you become better at it. It's of just course, yeah. how it works. But, but he, so he was, he was supportive in that way. And that was nice. And, um, I did, yeah, I just, I think there was a little bit of like, the morning was more like, gosh, shit, wouldn't it have been great if I could have like, Share you know, this with him. Yeah, done done a movie or something or, yeah. you know, because like I always think like Chris Farley got to do Tommy. His, his dad got to see Tommy Boy. You know yeah. what I mean? And that is yeah. like, it doesn't get much better than that. Well, what are your thoughts on like afterlife type thing? Like I think like we all, like I, this is my dad's ring. Oh, nice. So I wear, obviously he was a psychopath. Um, <laughs> but no it's a uh, human eyeball it's a, uh a it is silver. it's actually his eyeball <laughs> he took out no an eyeball and a tooth like you know, what is this uh, ring right and you're wearing your dad's shirt yep. do you get like the vibe i mean do you like subscribe to any sort of like belief that he's like still like with you or like able to like i mean not even like look over you but just like you can feel a presence sometimes yeah um i think uh that inside like i firmly believe that we are all stardust. You know what I mean? We got, sure. we got that all in us already. That's just, we're an extension of the consciousness of the universe. That's, there's really no way around that in my head. Right. And with that inside of us all is like an energy, you know? And when, 
you know, they, people say, oh, your soul leaves your body. It's not a soul. A yeah. soul is a thing that the human mind made up. You know what I mean? Like um, the, the energy that's in your body that leaves is then in the universe. Mm-hmm. So I don't really necessarily believe, and this is all in the last couple of years for me that I've come to these ideas and conclusions and different shit that I've read and whatever. But um, I don't, there's really no, like life and death is like kind of, it's it's not a real like yes as a human you're alive for this long but like then your energy like what you do with your life i also think has to do with the energy you create Mm -hmm. so if you spend 70 years on this planet acting like an asshole and being mean to everybody and shutting yourself off from the world that that energy you created is like a weird dark ball and Mm -hmm. it's going to go out and be negative energy right i kind of believe that that might be a thing too i don't have any scientific proof but the energy that's running through us and us being stardust that i believe is science and yeah and uh, the idea that that energy then goes out when you're done with your body it's like almost it's the next step of evolution it's like you evolve past the human form you don't need your body anymore for what you're going to do and you don't have the memory and you're not sitting on a cloud playing a harp and you're not haunting people or whatever but i do believe that if that that energy could still be around. You know what I yeah, mean? And I, and I don't necessarily sure. think that I like feel it every once in a while, but like I still, you know, I sit down, I put on old Laurel and Hardy movies. I, you know, I still watch the movies that he showed me when I was a kid, you know, and I still try to get other people into them too. Yeah. You know, it was like, uh, there's still like a, a heavy influence. So I think that's with me more than anything, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So did you learn anything about your dad through his death that you didn't know? Uh, not that I didn't know, but it's just, you learn it a little more in depth and to what extent, like he was an amazing artist. He could draw, like uh-huh. he could draw, I can't draw shit. He could draw, he had, <laughs> and he had these comic books that he, these comic strips that he had drawn. Oh so my, my mom had them framed, you know what I mean? They were just like in a drawer. It was like, dude, what the fuck? We should have these up. And then you, other people's stories that, you know, you might not have, you might not have known that he had done or, or people he had influenced or what they meant and that's always interesting um and then i'm just trying to like he, he was I'm trying to think what i was going at with the there was some other oh he was an amazing photographer i knew that we had a lot of stuff framed that he had taken pictures of um oh that's what i want he had this he always said he tried to work on a book and then so i find this half of novel like a, like a, like a military, like a, um, what would you call it? Like a, uh, a novella. No, no, like the, um, not Jason Bourne, but who's the, um, not Michael Crichton. Oh, um, John Grisham. Yes, it's kind of like a John Grishamy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I yeah. just pulled that out. A little bit with a kind of like the military, is it is a little secret, like ooh, you right. know. So that was funny, and then also he, he had made, I guess. They, there was this, I don't know if it was a boss he had years ago at some job, but he had made this entire fake publication dedicated to this one idiot, and he would send it to his friends. Oh, and my this is God. The, this is before email. This is like he's mailing this shit to people, and they're getting it and reading it and laughing. Like He would make greeting cards for people. You know so what I mean? So your dad was a writer. He was an well, actually, he was an editor. He edited a uh, magazine called Boxboard Containers. It was Amazing. a trade magazine that worked out of downtown Chicago that was Literally about corrugated packaging. My mom works for a sim like a magazine that's a trade, like environmental magazine. She's a, a layout yep. editor. 
That's so yeah. cool. That's so crazy. very, very similar. But my dad had to take the train every day and he yeah, hated same. it. He hated that. But he also did say one of his regrets was not working longer. He retired as soon as he could. Wow. But he also did stuff like make brochures for, you know, local businesses and take pictures of their stuff that they could put online. That's and awesome. He was all over the place and, and really creative, but, you know, only took, he took banjo lessons for like a week. He bought a harmonica and never really learned to play it, you know. But when me and my brother started playing guitar, he was all for it. Like he never once was like, don't it's too loud stop like when i got grounded for getting in trouble or drinking i was like well i want to go play in my band and my mom's like oh you want your fucking band you can bring your band here and i was like that afternoon my friend had drums set up in my bedroom the grade school across the street was like what is going on over there nice. and my mom's like ah my kid this band but no one ever told me they never said don't play music don't, play don't it, do yeah. this it's like it's great. they never and and they and when i was young they didn't seem my parents didn't seem musically like I mean, my dad listened to bluegrass, and I, you know, I guess my dad was into a lot of music and stuff. It's just he's your dad, so you're always like, oh, "Quiet down, old man." Yeah, 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 yeah. But like when they pass away, I feel like, like you said, when you hear stories from another perspective about somebody, you're like, "Whoa!" Life, yeah. Like you're a human. Like you're a human person. It's like when you find out teachers don't live at a school. Yes, like, oh, yeah, they wear normal clothes. Yeah, yeah, they have hangovers at the fucking yeah. Ralphs at like eight in the morning getting yes. hot dogs. Second job. <laughs> I think I thought you were just a teacher. Totally. Um, so the funeral happens. The obviously, are you Catholic? No, no. We the funeral happened, and then we went to the same restaurant he ate at right before he died. Oh, cool! To have the to have perfect the thing. But so the older people were terrified. They were like, "I just heard that this is where he." Uh, and my mom <laughs> was like, "Fish didn't kill him." Uh, right. We, be clear, like yeah, sidebar. Just, he didn't die here. Yeah, exactly. It was he just had really a revelation, funny. so pay attention. And to my that. friend's wife ran the place at that point and was like giving us deals, and it was just it was just easier to do. Oh, that. Oh, that's but, great. The dead dad deal. Well, just a friend deal. Yeah, <laughs> friends, and friends and family, but yeah. So now, having like been a part of planning a funeral and doing all that stuff, like what? Because we always ask everybody, what is like. Fantasy funeral. Fantasy funeral. Well, first of all, I don't want there to be that much snow at my okay. funeral. Okay. All uh, right. That would be... Will you have it here in California or will you take it back to Chicago? I mean, I think it would probably have to be... I can't imagine moving my body. I want, here's the deal. I want it to be the least amount of work for other people. Mm. Okay. Like, I, I prefer if you can use any of my organs, take them immediately. The rest, burn. And then... Cremate you? Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, like... Like with my dad, we spread him all over the place. Like we took some of his ashes to the music box steps over here in Los oh, Feliz because of Laurel and Hardy. And, yeah. And then nice. uh, to my aunt's uh, in Wisconsin's lake because he was always up there. And then in the backyard around our bird feeder because he was obsessed with f getting squirrels to not eat the bird food. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, so I think those were the three places, but yeah, and then I kept some in a in a in a weed jar. You know those glass jars you get at pharmacies. Nice. Yeah. I, I handed one to my brother, and I and he goes and he goes and my mom was saying he goes, oh John, these are great. Where do you where do you get a jar like this? He's where, where do you find these? Where, where, where do you get them? And I'm like, shut up, dude. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah, so he's just curious. Want to tell everybody that you smoke yeah. <laughs> pot? So I have I have a, a the little jar and I keep that with his class ring on top of it. Oh, oh that's great! And it's just kind of we, we bust it out if like I'm watching a Laurel and Hardy. I'll put it on the table. You know what I mean? It weirds. I want my friend Ryan Colson. He does. I'll, I'll shake it when he's around. He goes, don't get, don't do that. Like because there's bone fragments. This is all weird. You know? <laughs> he's like he gets gross, so grossed out by it. I'm like, ah, eh, this is nothing. But I think for me, I'd really, I I just. Like, let's be outside, a nice day, you know, maybe a lightly wooded area, a field. Mm. Um, 
Any strippers? No, 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 no. I think I think I just want the people that that cared enough about me to show up. So it's a private, private. Not necessarily. Uh, If no invite only. I I don't. I don't. I don't think it should be invite only. I think anybody who wants to, but I think it should just be people having a good time. Like there should be kegs. There should be a band. Like there should be. It should be more of a celebration of like you know. you know, wasn't that great, you know, yeah. instead of like being because, again, in my head, like you can still talk to people after they're gone. Right. Yeah. And they they might just answer in a different way. You know what I mean? Again, the end of Tommy Boy, when he's like, I could use some wind to get to and the, the wind blows. and He's like, oh, thanks. And then it hits him in the back of the head. It's like, right. Yeah. That kind of stuff to me. And then it could all just be coincidental. But I just feel like there there's a there's a like a blurb, like when I'm gone, don't don't be sad it's like act if i'm in a different oh, room yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh, i kind of think that's the, the best thing to do and i hope people do that like what kind of music dad i you know i would like people to have get a band that can play the music that they that reminds me of that reminds them of me right. that they I mean? associate Aww. with so like there would be a lot of grateful dead but you also better have somebody there who can play some motorhead and some slayer you better have somebody there that's going to fucking pump up some van halen some rush nice some led zeppelin some who some pink floyd you know you're gonna have to get all those bands but yeah pre- kelly clarkson predominantly. yeah absolutely oh look don't get me wrong there's i'm sure someone's go with this song like my, I'm sure my buddy Rob Passarelli would show up and play Ice Ice Baby yeah. because he played it in his fucking car so often that I finally pulled the tape out. I go, hey, dude. And he goes, what? I go, Kick! and then I just threw it out the window and he goes, dude, that was my tape. I go, enough. It's not funny anymore. He was like, he would do all the words. I'm like, no, this is terrible. This sucks. He can't so rap good. and neither can yeah, you. Yeah, and you're making it worse. Like, it was so bad. What kind but, of food? Honestly, this is important. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going, if I'm trying to give everyone a laugh at the same time as like supply memories, it would have to be like Town Tap Pizza from Warrenville, Arnie's Pizza from Warrenville, Pizza from Hugo's in Ashland, Wisconsin, uh, a bunch of White Castle, Crave Cases oh. out the ass, nice. bags upon bags of Taco Bell. Um the healthy shit. The healthy shit. Maybe a couple of uh, Reuben sandwiches from Denny's. Like that these are all fun. These to are me. all foods like some Italian beefs. These are all foods that have played yeah. major roles in my body type, <laughs> in, my, <laughs> in my life. Like everybody's like, "Hey, you like pizza?" I go, "I didn't get this body not liking pizza." Right. Like, how yeah. dare yeah. you? Look at me. Yeah, I think. I've answered your question. I don't know. Do I like pizza? (laughs) Oh, my God. The pizza's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cheese is always in my body. (laughs) Right. It runs. Stardust and cheese is what we're all made of. Yes. I'm dairy. But, yeah. So, I would like it to be a a joyous occasion. And anybody who wants to talk, get up and talk. Anybody? Yeah. Is there one dude? Maybe don't let him talk. One person? Honestly, my people who know me the best... If they let everyone talk, they would know who was one full of shit. Okay. And two, they would know who I didn't like. Okay. Like, Should they be called my, out in that moment? You know, part of me thought about that. Like, 
literally adding a thing on like my ideal funeral would be and then my brother gets up and lists all my grievances with everybody yeah <laughs> like hey you're a pe- like have a funeral and then have another room like a, a tent oh, where like line up the people i don't like and have my brother go my brother wanted to thank you for coming my brother wanted to read this want me to read this to you and then it's just like by the way when you said bit, 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 that one time my brother thought you were a piece of shit from then on by the way that one time you cheated on your girlfriend my brother thought you were a piece of shit for the rest of your life like just have sounds perfect have that <laughs> too but like at the same time i feel like that's a little classless i'd actually like i kind of like this idea because i would actually maybe like to line up the guys i dated and be like and here's just like live yelp them live you know what i mean yeah that's great gautier said or do a video yes Sorry, I wanted to play this video for you. And then it's you going, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, if you're seeing this, I'm dead and I no longer give a fuck about what you think. And right. then it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And hey, you just so you know, you I you know you, you fucked that chubby chick at the yeah. club when we were 18 and you didn't tell me. It's like a suicide manifesto, but it's like not for suicide. It's for like if you die. Yeah. Oh, I have a, I have an envelope. I have a thing. If I die. Hey, guys. It says, hey, guys, if I die, read this. Wait, really? really? Do you really? Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Wait, I want. Can, would you be comfortable telling us what that is? Sure. What it says. But do it. Let's do it yeah. as the closer. Okay. As okay. Closer. Oh, so closer. now you have to tell us your ghost crush. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> these are, I feel like this is going to be kind of a weird one, but I did think about it long and hard. And I'm like. Everybody says that. Okay, great. Well, they I don't, all think they're weird. Okay. Uh, I would say. Dorothy L'Amour. She's an actress from the 30s and 40s. Okay. She was in. Um, she was most. She was a, played a teacher on a lot of the little the little rascal movies. Yes. Oh, and she also Bing Crosby and Bob Hope did a string of movies they call road movies. It was Road to Morocco, Road to Singapore, Road to Zanzibar, Road to the Yukon, Road to. I can't remember the, all Somewhere of them. Else. But they, from, from 1940 to like 1965, they made these movies. She was in most of them. As Is she a blonde or a brunette? She's a brunette. She was, and she was, she was the basically the girl in every one that they fought over. Bing Crosby and Bob Hope would constantly, oh. you know, get into it over her. But she was gorgeous, and like just going back in my head, I went and looked her up online again, and was like, oh yeah, no, definitely, she's really pretty. She had a great, a cool career. She did never. You know, she kind of had a sense of humor about herself. She would show up in different stuff as she got older. She just seemed really cool. So as as far as that, like I I thought about being somebody like newer, like I don't know, left eye, you know. But oh my but, god, no one has brought up one. left eye. That's a great. Is that one. your backup? No, I don't think so. I'm just picking up someone who in my lifetime I feel has di- died way right, too right, soon. Right, right. Aaliyah. You know, uh, yeah. We did have some. Marty DeRosa said Aaliyah. I, yeah. I, that was the first name I thought of because I was getting the day she died in that plane crash. I was leaving Costa Rica I worked on Temptation Island 2 thank you and I was getting on a very tiny plane and I had just heard that and I was like I don't want to I don't want to get on this plane and the guy the pilot goes dude that plane crashed because the mom would like all the pilots already knew that the mom demanded they put more luggage on and they she threw the weight of the whole thing off and I was like fuck man so the mom killed her and herself oh the mom died too oh yeah did they all die? Yeah. Nobody survived that crash? I don't I thought, think so. There were two planes, though, right? There were two. So there was one with Aaliyah and the luggage, and there was a second one with the rest oh, of the crew. Oh, I didn't know that. Crew survived. They're, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were shooting a music video, right? In oh, the Bahamas. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure. They were. Oof. Sorry, I know a lot about Aaliyah. No? Oof. Sorry about it. Dorothy Lamour. Yeah. I just want to see your face. Um. So how would you get her to go out with you? Well, obviously, I think she's got a sense of humor. 
and oh, that's hey, baby. not that's not the best picture of her. Yeah, but she's very pretty. Yeah, you know but what? Would, yeah, there's other there's other. Um, there's like a color photo of her that's really good, but um, I think the way she, I mean she deals with Bob. Bob Hope is one of the funniest human beings that ever existed, in my opinion. And like the fact that she, oh yeah, look at that. Oh hey babe. Hot sit. Very pretty. Um, so I think I could get her with humor. You know what I mean? And like chat her up. I usually that's what kind of my thing is wearing women down. Like, yeah yeah. Because they're not nice. gonna be like at first glance be like, whoa, this guy got to have him. <laughs> so it's got to be like chatting and chip away yeah working it yeah are you a slow mover you a long game guy uh i'm a slow mover i don't know if i'm a long game guy i'm just like not good at moves so you just like ignore them for a little bit then you call again i tried to i tried to walk away from my wife the first time we met because she told me she lived in playa del rey and i was like goodbye (laughs) oh my god and then my friend ryan colson goes dude get back in here this chick wants to talk to you and i go what no who in the i'm not gonna go to playa del rey to have sex like that's ridiculous i remember when you started dating her because I think we were on a show she together. She actually says hi. Yeah, oh, she said tell hi. Her, her dad's dead, too. Yeah. <sighs> Gotta get her on here. Oh, shit. We should have done a couples thing. But oh, then my God. That would have been yeah, hilarious. actually. I don't know why I didn't think of it. All right, let's cancel she, this. Her name's on there. <laughs> this one will not air. Her name right. is on my grand list, so we're good. <laughs> um, But I remember us being at a comedy show and you being like, I'm dating this girl in Playa del Rey. And I go... Oh, shit. Yeah. Because I lived on the west side for eight years. And couldn't get anybody to come over there. Well, <laughs> I dated people over there. But I dated a comic who lived over here. Oh, on the here. west side? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Mike Bridenstine at oh, when I yeah. moved here. And uh, whatever. You know, he, he came over there, obviously, because we had already established a That thing. that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, to start new, to start fresh and be like... Like, I had a girlfriend that lived with me for, like, a, a hot minute, and she was like, I want to move to Venice. And I go, okay. And my buddy goes, good luck. She might as well move to the real Venice, because you're never going to see her again. And I was like, True. And I didn't. I was like, we're done. Goodbye. I dated a guy who lived on the in Santa Monica, and he came here all the time. Honestly, the funniest thing was it worked out beautifully because she would work during the day. I would have a job. I worked during the day. At night, I would do shows. After a show... There's no traffic. You can right. get there in 20 minutes. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's not a big I deal. I would leave. She had to work so early. I would come back. I was home by 6 a.m. every morning. So it was like, there's no traffic at 530. That so, is perfect. So it, I, it never it never even came really into play. The whole argument in my head that I was making to not be in a it relationship. really doesn't even like, make any sense. No, it's ridiculous. So you walked away from her. Uh-huh. You went back in. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my friend Ryan said, try to give me your number. I'll, I'll take your number. And she was like, okay. And just gave me her number. And, I was <laughs> like, and then I was like, yes, yeah, exactly. And then I call her up like a day later i was like you want to go out uh i thought i was clear i was like you want to go get something to eat she's like yeah not clear off the bat not clear (laughs) so she then we decide we're gonna meet in santa monica and like i get there and she's like i thought you were crazy for wanting to meet for drinks at 7 p.m and i was like do do you want to have you want to have dinner aren't you hungry she's like yes i realize now we're eating i'm like wasn't i didn't I say eating on the phone? Like, I don't think she knew we were having dinner. Oh, I thought you were. It wasn't clear that it was a date because let's get something to eat is like. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't mean. No, I was. It was. I, we were both. I think if I'm calling you out of the blue like that, it's a date. Yeah, it's I'm not date. like, do you want to go have a friend lunch? Well, I went I went on a date, a first date that he was like, let's just meet for drinks. He's like, I don't know every a bunch of places near you. So if you have any suggestions, which I thought was cool. Then we got there and I, I, I realized that guys have such a different idea of dating they're like let's if we're gonna go eat then like let's meet somewhere let's not go by and and i am the same way like weirdly i have that masculine part of me where i'm like yeah we'll meet there and so we get there and we're talking and i'm realizing i'm starving and we're across the street from new mommy burger and i go can we just go eat right across there and i don't know if he was like 
I don't know. Like, what if I have to sit there and eat with you now? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We ate and it was great. Yeah. But it was just like, it's so, dating's just so fucking weird. Yes. Because you don't know what to say. And I, I'm, I'm older than her and I just, I'm like, I'm not good at this. And I'm a fucking idiot and I don't like, I'm uncomfortable. I swear, dude, our second date, I made sure we, were, we ate outside. It was cold. I had short sleeves. I didn't wear a jacket. No sweat. Our <laughs> oh, second date fuck. was in a fucking bowling alley. I wore a flannel and no hat. Nothing was keeping the sweat from rolling into my face. Jesus Christ. I went to the bathroom to wipe myself down repeatedly. She got on the phone with her friend. Her friend goes, how's the day going? She goes, I don't really know why I'm still here. I must like this guy. He's gone to the bathroom to wipe himself down like a thousand times. Like the beginning of our relationship is ridiculously bad. Like it should have ended two weeks in. Like that's enough, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But somehow it lasted. Which is I'm grateful for, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, okay, so Dorothy Lamore, you'll be I, funny. I also was, would have said uh, Rosina Lawrence. Who's Rosina Lawrence? She what? was uh, she was in a couple of Laurel and Hardy movies in the in the. 30s. I was gonna ask. I feel like if it seems, it feels like you would. She was in Way Out West, which is actually my dad's favorite Laurel and Hardy oh, movie. Which, if you watch Tommy Boy, is the closest thing you're gonna get to a real. Modern day Laurel and Hardy. You got movie. a lot of Tommy Boy references. I, it's Just my favorite point movie. That out. Okay. It is, it's literally like the way my dad loved Laurel and Hardy. I mean, I love Laurel and Hardy as well. I'm a huge fan, and I got all his movies, which is fantastic. But I, th- I thought Farley and Spade had had that in that yeah. movie, and in I Black would Sheep, agree. I think they could have kept doing that, and it would have been awesome. Yeah, I would agree with you. So Although Black Sheep didn't go so well. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but that was because people get they want to see Tommy Boy too, and they, they you know different characters. They didn't they want couldn't. what they had to offer. So uh, let's. Um, do you want to do you want to have him talk about the uh, the the letter. the letter now and then pl- and then like say goodbye and tell your Twitter or should we just like end it dramatically? Dramatic. Yeah, let's okay, do that. Okay, so what can I plug? I have a Hollywood Anonymous podcast. Yes. Yes. Of and my Twitter is at John Huck, J O N H U C. What is Hollywood Anonymous about? Uh, it, we just interview people within the entertainment industry from all walks of life, from all parts of the entertainment industry uh, nice. comics, writers, yes, directors, I'll do it. gaffers. God, you did our podcast just to get me on yours? It's so, so fucking good. cool. You could have just texted me. I would have shown up. <laughs> I co-host it with Brian Irwin, and a lot of times we have Eddie Pence and Jen Murphy on, and we just kind of nonsense. But we've had some great guests. We've had, like, Louis Anderson on. We've had uh, awesome. um, some of my favorite, like uh, Daniel Stesson, who uh, created that show that Nick Rutherford does on Adult Swim. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, nice. Man, that show is such a great, just, I love the psychedelic. Like, That's weird. It's so crazy. Um, but, um... Uh, what was it? Yeah, yeah. Hollywood that's, Anonymous. Yeah, that's Hollywood Check Anonymous. That's out. all I really have to plug is my is the podcast that no one listens to. So, yeah. Tell about us about your. So you have a note ready. Yeah. Then did this happen when your father passed away? You're like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Or did you always have this? No, I didn't always have it. I it did. I think that kind of st- maybe started the thought process a little bit because I I I just you think like. You know, everyone's like, well, I, I wish I would have said goodbye to him or whatever. And, and, and mm. people have that, like, if I could adjust. So I'm like, if I, if I write a paragraph in a, on a piece of paper to, like, the five main important people that need to know, you know. Yeah, closure for them. Yeah, so that they can, so I can at least say stuff that I might not have gotten to say or meant to say or whatever, you know. And 
and I do, I have tried to say all those things in real life anyway. Do you sure. know what I mean? I, it's not like I've written them in a letter. Now I don't have to say them. Like I still want people to know how I feel. But and you I, don't. And I try to be mm-hmm. more communicative now than I, I, I've ever been. But um, yeah, it's basically there. Uh, from from that, just knowing my dad had a, he had like a living will. My, my mom, oh, it's not you the living wills because your brother is an idiot. It's like not that, but yes, that. Um, nice. Jeff, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he would, he would not, he wouldn't Jeff. argue that. He wouldn't argue that. <laughs> um, but so like this, always kind of morbid just to see like my parent, my mom, they were always like, look, if we can't sit up and feed ourselves, pull the plug. Like we're, we don't want to live like that. That's not a quality of life we want. We would rather be dead. And I was like, well, that's weird. Okay, great. I mean, but that's fair. It is fair. And also in my head, I'm like, what a relief to know that that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Not to be like, shit, is she going to see me pulling this plug and then be like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. The rest of your life. yeah. So I, I started slowly kind of over the years, just like, you know, maybe I'll leave something. I, it's, the letter's been reworked several times. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Um, but it is just essentially, it's taped. Uh, it's a, just a regular envelope and on it's black marker and it says, hey guys, and dot, 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 read this if I'm dead. And then... Uh, I actually uh, have started out an original. Uh, one of the first drafts was, uh, if you're reading this, I'm dead. And man, that sucks. And then in parentheses, I wrote, just read it like Farley and Tommy Boy, and it'll all be much funnier. <laughs> but, um, and then I just like, you know, and I said the same thing earlier. It's like, if my organs can help anybody, get them out immediately. Yeah. Go crazy. And then burn what, what is left, you know? Uh, and then I kind of, paragraphs to like my wife, my brother, my mom, uh, you know, a couple of close friends and then, um, basically like what to do with my stuff. Like, I feel like that's great. I've tried to, I've in the last year I've tried to downsize and I, God, I've watched this documentary on minimalists and I just want to have, I want to have a backpack and a, on a micro bus and I just want to like be able to do, go anywhere whenever I want. Like my wife was like, would you stop talking about living in a van? I'm like, You're no. talking about minimalism? Yeah. My, uh, the, the guy, a guy I went to high school with was like, like created that movie, which is like very rare. Just like a that, quick That plug. documentary? That's yeah. insane. It's an awesome documentary i won't watch it okay, because, because i don't he, he can't he can't be more successful than me i'm the one that oops. in our high school so. oh right yeah, right yeah, that's yeah. a good your attitude that's a good attitude real positive no i know i want to put that out there i'm just wanting him to know i mean i know he did it but yeah. i won't ever watch hey, it i know you made that thing but i'm never gonna look at it yeah i won't i won't acknowledge it no so. you, you've showed him who's boss yeah for sure yeah. i'll say it publicly when i'm famous so yeah. Okay. Good. As long as, yeah, good, good, that makes good. sense. Just to bring that in here. So can you give us a, just a taste of what you might have written to someone? Um, yeah, just about, you know, uh, like for my wife, you know, just thank her for support and like everything she's meant to me. And, you know, I don't know if I can get super personal with it, you know. Yeah, but sure. Like, yeah. But like if it's just to my mom, you know, it's obviously going to be would be weird if, for her if I pass away before her. But if that shit happens all the time, so who knows. And, and I feel like I'm... I got real lucky to make it this far, you know? So it's like everything else is just like, well, that's oh, crazy. One more day. Awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just, you know, I just, I just want people to have, like, I guess, closure and then just to be like, oh, okay, that's that was good and, and know how I felt, you know? And, and just because I didn't say it every day or all the time that, it's not how I, you know, I still felt that way. It was just who Doesn't I was. Doesn't mean it didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and all this stuff, my stuff is basically like, look, I, in the long run, you can set it all on fire. It's not going to matter to me because I'm gone, you know. But if people, like, <clears throat> give my guitars to my friends who play the guitar. Give these movies to people that, like, take them to the Laurel and Hardy archives. Take yeah. them to places that they can be preserved. Because literally my guitars, those movies, I got some framed weird-out autographs. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, like, other than that, 
what, what fuck, my clothes? Like what? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just throw them. I would love to just homeless people give all my clothes. I would love homeless people running around and people going, didn't John Huck used to wear that shirt all the that's time? John Huck's Cubs hat. Yeah. Yo, that would be fantastic. Amazing. Well, yeah. that's really positive sentiment. I think that's really cool that you did that. You may be, Are you the first person? I think you're the first you're person. You're the first. Yeah. I, technically, it's like I think of it as like sort of a living will, but yeah. it, it's really just to make things easier for people. I also think it will, it will give the people in your life a feeling that you had a hand in planning your departure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that they're not going, God, I hope he would have liked this, or do you think he would have liked this? And and I also don't think that would be a thing, because I know like the people that would plan that, my funeral or whatever, are going to be people that are like, let's do this right, you know? Let's get a band. Let's have fun, you know? Yeah. It's like, because what... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, death is only sad for the living do you know what i mean yeah. like only living people grieve <laughs> like dead people don't give a shit like, so that's fair that's a fair so statement. it's like whatever you do it's for you whether you want to make it about yourself whether you want to try to remember somebody like the, however you deal with it is on you but i think leaving a letter like that has made it as given them the permission to not make it about them and they get to make it about you in a, in a whole different type of way. So um, I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, well, I agree. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Do you have thanks any questions for, for us? Um, <laughs> Q and a, yeah. Does that normally happen? No. Oh, okay. We're just bad at ending it. I know. Okay. Well, I'm bad at goodbyes. I know. <laughs> we're, we're terrible at goodbyes. Well, yeah. happy Father's Day, you guys. Oh, yes. Happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Well, all right. Bye. 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 <laughs>